Hi guys, it's Michaela, and welcome to episode 3 of my podcast, I'm My Own Best Friend. I'm working on like an intro kind of thing, so next week's podcast should have that, hopefully, (laughs) if I can figure out how to do it. But yeah, I hope everyone had a great week. I had a pretty good week. Um, I didn't really do anything for the first half of the week. But I actually went to Wisconsin with two of my friends, and it was super fun. We went to water park. We took pictures. We got some food. And Wisconsin ice cream is literally the best thing ever. (laughs) Even though I definitely threw up one night, (laughs) we're going to ignore that because that definitely didn't happen. But I had a super fun time, and yeah, that's basically my week. I didn't really do much. Um, so, sorry about last week's episode, I know, I don't know if most schools are doing this, but now my school is switching to going online for, like, about a month or so, hopefully, until, like, the numbers go down, but still try to stay focused during online school and make it the best you can, (laughs) but this week's episode is going to be talking about something I know quite a bit about, and that is diabetes. Um... A lot of people probably won't listen to this podcast. I know a lot of people didn't really listen to last week's podcast. But I think that if you are close with someone who has, like, a certain condition, you might want to know about it, at least just the basics. Um, I know I have friends with other medical conditions, and, like, I want to know about their, like, symptoms or whatever, just so I'm, like, informed in case I need to do anything. So this episode is just going to be basically me talking about diabetes in general and then, like, my experience with it. And I'll try to not make it too long because I could talk about the diabetes forever. But, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And make sure you follow me if you're on Anchor or Spotify or Apple Podcasts um, or favorite my podcast if you would like. But, yeah. Let's get into it. Okay, so we should start off with the basic. What is diabetes or type 1 diabetes? What's the difference? Whatever. Um, so basically how I think of diabetes. So basically everyone has a pancreas. It's an organ in their body and it produces insulin and glucagon. Insulin honestly don't really know what this is like breaks down sugars <laughs> I really don't know don't quote me on that and glucagon like brings the sugar back to the blood and basically your blood sugar level should be in like a range from like 80 to 120 that's what most people's are but with type 1 diabetes the pancreas stops working so insulin and glucagon both aren't produced so they have to manually take insulin somehow to help correct the sugar in the blood. Um, say, <laughs> oh, um, I there's not really a cause for type one diabetes. Um, usually they say like, oh, you're gonna get sick, and like, instead you're like, um, beta cells are like attacked by your immune system. I don't even know something like that is attacked by something like that. But it's not really, there's no, like, cause to it. It also can be genetics. In my family, there's no, like, genetics of type 1 diabetes. But some people, like, I have a friend, and she, her little brother also has diabetes. 
So that's probably genetic. I know other people who's like both kids have diabetes. Um, type 2 diabetes is more common in older people, like my grandma has it, so like if your grandparents have it, or if you are overweight, and that is when the pancreas occasionally like spits out insulin, but it's like not normally functioning, so they have to like take pills usually to help correct for that. Then there's also gestational diabetes, which is like when you're pregnant, you get diabetes, which... So don't say, oh, I'm not going to get diabetes, because when you're pregnant, you never know. You could get diabetes, so, yeah. Um, but, so that's what diabetes is, basically. I have type 1, which means my pancreas doesn't work at all. I was diagnosed March 20th of 2011. So I've had it for nine years, or over nine years. And, yeah, I didn't know what it was at first, but my mom, thankfully, was in healthcare, so she understood the symptoms. And what are the symptoms when you first get diabetes? Um, so, your blood sugar is high, basically, when you first get diabetes, which is hyperglycemia. Um, and when your blood sugar is high, the symptoms are, like, um, thirst, so, like, drinking a lot. Your, like frequent urination so you're going to the bathroom a lot also headaches apparently I've like lost a lot of weight or whatever I don't know I don't remember I was six um so yeah those are some symptoms to look out for and then I went to the doctor's office and they checked my blood sugar thankfully my blood sugar wasn't super high I think it was 400s 500s and I know some people who has been on been in the thousands once they were first diagnosed and they went into ketoacidosis. Do I really know what that means? Not really, but it's when your like blood sugar is high or whatever. I'm such a fake diabetic. I'm so sorry. But yeah, then I went to the hospital where I was supposed to go to an IV and they taught me about how I would have to check my blood sugar and give insulin and whatever. I actually loved the hospital. Kind of random. Like I loved it. The nurses were so nice to me. I got my own room and bathroom. I watched a lot of TV. I was across from a playroom. I made a friend. Shout out to David, wherever you are. Sorry I wouldn't play um, air band with you or whatever. Guitar hero band, whatever, <laughs> with you. But I hope you're doing well. <laughs> but yeah, so basically what diabetics have to do, they have to monitor their blood sugar. And they have to correct their blood sugar by giving insulin. Usually when you're first diagnosed, you are on shots, so a pen or just individual shots, and that is when, like, every time you eat, you have to give yourself a shot of insulin. I used to be extremely afraid of needles when I was younger. Now I'm used to them, but I would hate getting shots when I was younger, so, yeah. And to check your blood sugar, there's a, like, glucometer. That's what the device is called. And it's basically like a little needle thing and you poke your finger and blood comes out and you put it into like a meter and it measures your blood sugar. Um, I know I'd like to check my friend's blood sugar sometimes, even if they're scared, but it doesn't honestly hurt me. I put it on like a medium setting. I think it's like three out of six. I put it on or like three and a half or something, but um, I'm completely used to checking my blood sugar, so it doesn't hurt me. 
really ever. <laughs> um, so basically for diabetics, the range they want to be in is like 80 to 120 still, but I'm personally okay with like 80 to like 150 or whatever. But if you go under 80 or usually it's under 70, but like sometimes I get symptoms at 80, um, that is called hypoglycemia and that's low blood sugar. And the symptoms of that are you're like really weak, really tired, really hungry. You just like feel like you can't do anything. And to treat that, you have to have some sort of sugar, which is a, called a fast acting glucose. So usually a juice box glucose tabs, sometimes candy, um, like Gatorade juice, honey sticks, those are what that is, and you basically, you're supposed to have like 15 carbs, and then wait 15 minutes, and then check again, but all diabetics who literally just shove their face with food until they feel better, and then they go all the way up, which is normal for diabetics, and I know they can all, they all agree with me. Um, so if you go extremely low to the fact that you pass out, that's when you use glucagon. Glucagon is usually in the form of a shot, but they recently came out with, like, this one that's, like, through your nose, so it's, like, a nasal spray kind of feel, and that's, like, the one I currently have. I've never personally had to use glucagon, and I'm very thankful for that, but, yeah, some people have passed out due to low blood sugar. Now, if your blood sugar goes high, maybe you ate a lot of food and you didn't give the proper amount of insulin for it, or sometimes, like, excitement and, like, stress can cause really high blood sugar, but that is called hyperglycemia, and I already said the symptoms for that. Headaches, peeing a lot, drinking a lot, tired, whatever, and that is when you have to give insulin either via shots or insulin pump. I'm currently on an insulin pump. I have been since August of 2011, so for exactly like nine years since it's currently August. Um, I'm actually getting a new pump. I'm on a Medtronic pump, but I just got the um, T-Slim pump in, but I haven't set it up yet because I was out of town and you need like train for different pumps. But basically what a pump does is it stores a basal setting and a bolus setting. And basically what a basal is, is it's a certain amount of insulin that's given to you every hour. So I think mine's like, it like ranges from like one to two units and it's like one point whatever. And it gives you that every hour. So like it kind of helps maintain your blood sugar. And then a bolus setting, a carb ratio is like, let's, I think mine are around like 10. Mine are kind of low. But, like, let's say I have 35 carbs for, like, a meal or whatever, and my bolus, my carb ratio is 10. That means you take 35 divided by 10, and you have to give 3.5 units. So, basically, it just divides the number of carbs by your carb ratio and then tells you what amount of insulin to take. I love an insulin pump because you only have to change your site every three days. It is another needle, but it's not as frequent as the other one, and I'm pretty used to these needles again. So you just pull the needle in and then pull it out and it leaves a plastic tubing in your body where the insulin kind of gets delivered. Um, so it's easier because like I babysat for a little boy diabetes and he just would want to keep eating, but he was on shots and we didn't want to have to keep giving him shots. So giving a pump is great because like if you want to eat a snack when you're not supposed to, you can give insulin for it, like easy access. Yeah, so that's my insulin pump.
and yeah and then basically it stores insulin like you have like the tubing in it and like a little reservoir full of insulin that gets pushed through I'm sorry if this is like confusing or not I don't really know what I'm saying I'm kind of just talking I kind of forgot what I said already so yeah as of like 2011 2012 2013 2014 I don't maybe even 2016 honestly I'm such a fake dummy Dexcom has come out and what a Dexcom is it is a CGM CGM stands for continuous glucose monitor basically it is another site but it is a way for you to monitor blood sugar without checking yourself the first Dexcom that came out like up to Dexcom G5 has been just a way to monitor blood sugar but you still have to check yourself so uh, um let's say like it's just a way to like kind of see like oh I'm running around like 120 area or whatever or like oh I'm running a little high let me check myself and correct for it but when the Dexcom G6 came out basically it was a way where you didn't have to check your blood sugar anymore and that's really great so I'm currently on a Dexcom G6 um and it's really great because it connects to my phone so I can check my blood sugar on my phone and my parents can have it too so currently I'm 135 dropping so I probably should eat after I record this but yeah so that's a really great thing I really recommend getting a Dexcom after you get your insulin pump I feel like going from like shot to insulin pump is more important because like it's just much much easier because you also don't have to do the math yourself because like if you take shots, you have to, like, have your carb ratios and do the math yourself. Oh, so much work. Just kidding. I love math. But, yeah. And then go from a finger-pricking device to a Dexcom. And it's basically um, a bigger site. It has, like, a gray thing on it. So, that's, like, what's on my arm usually. There's another thing called an Omnipod, which is basically, like, a pump, but it's Basically, the insulin is, like, stored in the pod, and then it's, like, kind of, like, a device, like a phone, where you can send insulin via the pod. I don't have one of those. I personally feel like I would always lose the, like, thing that gives insulin, but I know a lot of people who have them and love them, so if you don't really want, like, a wired pump or whatever, I think, like, an Omnipod is a really good choice. But, yeah, so... Honestly, I don't know if I have anything else to say about diabetes. Just if your friend's kind of acting weird and like tired and just weak or whatever, tell them to check the blood sugar, make sure they're not low. But yeah. So diabetes honestly isn't too bad. I know there are much, much chronic or (laughs) it's not a word, like medical conditions because diabetes type one is not like deadly like survivable so I don't think it's like horrible I not like I do complain about it because sometimes it does suck like when it's 4 a.m and your blood sugar is over 400 and you throw up and you're in a hotel room that kind of (laughs) sucks I do have to say but yeah it's not bad I kind of do use it personally to get out of stuff like dance I am so unfit I can't do exercise or I can't like breathe so for dance I dance for like an hour and a half straight um during the summer and then during the school year 
it's three hours, but um, I think I might only do two hours this year. I'm still debating. Um, but like, that's a lot for me. I know it's not that bad, but like, I have trouble. Like, I don't know. So if I really can't do it, I just sometimes I pretend I love. Sometimes I'm actually low, but I just like to sit out. It's okay. We don't have to share. So um, there are some benefits to diabetes, and that is making diabetes for life. Um, and the best way to do this is through a camp. So there are actually two main groups, fundraiser groups. I don't know what they're called for diabetes. There's the ADA, the American Diabetes Association, and JDRF, the Juneville Diabetes Research Foundation. So the ADA is how is the, the organization through which I go to camp. So basically they have day camp for ages, um, I think it's like five or four through nine, I think. So I actually went for only two years, but that is actually how I met some of my friends who I'm still close with today. Um, even though they do live kind of far away, I still love them and talk to them through like social media. But day camp is really great. It's really fun for younger kids. I actually volunteered for the past two years. Of course, not this summer because I got canceled. But it's super fun being like a little counselor for the little kids because you get to help them diabetes wise and just through like activities and crafts. And they're so cute and adorable. Even though kids annoy me, I love going to help camp. But for ages 9 through 18, so basically your last year is when you're going into senior year, um, is an overnight camp, which I went for, for six years. I couldn't go this year, which is really sad because I was really looking forward to it. But I went for six years, and I'll hopefully be able to go next year for my last year. But it's so amazing. I actually was scared to go overnight for a little bit when I was first like nine, but I had had the best time ever. It's basically you stay in a cabin and you're with like your age group and you just do so many fun activities. You do um, a lot of like sports that you get to like choose. Like I've tried archery. I tried like lacrosse and they have like so many different other sports and they'll have like dance they have like arts and crafts that you can do, a lot of different activities. Um, and then there's um, diabetes ed, which is honestly kind of boring, but it's fun to make fun of with your cabin. You have amazing food. Like I know some people hate the food in their overnight camps, but mine is literally amazing. Let me just say, sorry to brag. There's a pool, there's boating, there's blobbing, which you can do is really fun, even though the ocean slash lake is like really disgusting um it's honestly just one of the most fun experiences ever and I make new friends every year I'm actually put into the younger cabin since my birthday is in August so I'm with the people who are like a year younger which sucks because I've been with the people my age for like two years and I love them and I miss them and now I'm like kind of excluded from everything and they like hang out with me but that's okay I'll pretend I'm fine I do that all the time that is my life um, but yeah, I love diabetes camp and I wish I could go this year and I'm really sad, but yeah, um, more personally, um, diabetes, uh, 
sorry guys i'm like really not prepared for this episode i'm just gonna kind of talk and see what happens so i'm so sorry if this is like not put together well also my voice is like kind of raspy i don't really know what this is doing today but so um i've actually used diabetes for a lot of projects really recommend using it for projects because people like can't relate to you and then you can be like oh yeah I'm cooler than you because I'm different than you because being different is what makes us great oh oh okay I want to talk about like people and diabetes um my friends like it's not really something to talk about like I know some people like whose like whole life is diabetes oh my god I'm diabetic it's like a personality trait I mean mine's probably a personality trait but like less than some people I've, like, seen, oh, my God, on TikToks. Some diabetes TikToks make me laugh because I'm, like, why are you so depressed? Oops. Um, <laughs> so, um, people actually, uh, so I went to Catholic school, and people didn't really, like, talk about it that much there because, like, it doesn't really matter. I, the only thing that sucks is, like, diabetes jokes are, like, aha, sorry, like, like no offense. Like, not even funny. Like, get it right. Say, if you're going to make a fat joke, and so diabetes, A, what type of diabetes? There are two types, three types if you count gestational, four types if you count like 1.5, which is like kind of confusing. I don't really know what it means to be honest either. So um, if you're going to make a joke, you should be educated. Okay, thanks. Um, honestly, public school hasn't been that bad with it for the past two years. My nurse is my best friend. I don't go there. I like, I only go there when I'm like really low or really high. Or, like, I just don't feel good because of it. But my nurse is my best friend, and I'm going to a new campus this year, and I'm scared that the nurse is going to be mean to me because I've heard some things. But, like, of course, I won't be able to go for the beginning of the year, but it's okay. Um, but, yeah, I have, like, this one guy friend, and he, like, always is, like, oh, my God, diabetes, and, like, making fun of me. But, like, it's not, like, real making fun of. It's not, it's, like, fake. I've never really been, like, really made fun of, like, truly meant it bullying for having it. Like, I've only been, like, joking, which I don't really personally mind. But if you have been, like, really, truly bullied for having it, um, I'm so sorry. Get rid of those people. Like, drop them if they're your friends. Probably not your friends. They're probably just random-ass people. Oops, I swore. Now I have to put this episode on explosive. So much work. <laughs> um... But yeah, I had something else I was going to say. I remembered, guys. It took me a while. Um, the doctor you go to for diabetes is called an endocrinologist. Um, I know they have other stuff because, like, it's part of the endocrine system, which includes other stuff. But, I mean, my endocrinologist, she's super chill. Love her. Um, how you, like, measure your diabetes control is through a thing called A1C. I honestly don't know how they measure it or whatever, but, like, it's through, like they check your blood and they put it through a device and it measures like how well you manage your diabetes. Um, it should be under seven, but under eight is also okay. Um, my recent one was 6.8. My lowest was 6.5 and like my highest was like eight or whatever. But I know people who have been like 11, 10, which is honestly not good. And even though my mom thinks I'm doing bad, I'm actually doing pretty good. 6.8 isn't bad. Um, 
But yeah, I've just recently been going under six, but uh, or under seven. Usually I've been like 7.2, which again, isn't horrible. Um, but I think you have to be under seven to like drive or whatever. I don't know. Fun fact, if your blood sugar is over 240, you can drive like you're a drunk driver. I like didn't know 240 because like that's like not super high. But that's super interesting. So I can't drive if I'm over 240 or under like 100. So that's fun. Can't wait to get my license in a few days. Just kidding. It's not a few days. It's like 17 days. Still kind of close. Low key. Okay. But yeah. Honestly, do I have a lot to say about these? Yes. Do I? Can I think of anything right now? No. No, I cannot. Um, so I'm going to kind of end this episode around here. I hope this informed you about diabetes and about what it actually is, about symptoms, and about how to, like, help, like, what fixes it, whatever. I hope you find this at least interesting if you listen to this. Um, yeah. So again, make sure to keep listening to my podcast every week through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on the Anchor app. There are also more websites or whatever that I'm on, but like I don't those aren't like super like well known, so that's why I say like Spotify and Apple Podcasts, because those are the most listened to. I definitely did <laughs> But yeah, thank you guys for listening and stay tuned next week.